Praise the Lord. Today we'll be continuing with a study on Second Samuel chapter eleven. Second Samuel chapter eleven. We did we went on it the other day. So we'll be continuing from where we stopped. We studied the book of Second Samuel chapter eleven verse one to twenty seven. You can take some time and, and read it so you can follow. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for this wonderful word. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to our hearts. As we study your word, Lord, give us understanding. Let your word come with power. Let your word transform our lives. The words you speak to us, you said they are spirit and life. Holy Spirit of God, let your word comfort with power and change our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We we looked at the the, the um second summer chapter eleven. A lot of a lot of lessons that the Lord has brought to us from this chapter. Today we would we will go ahead and see how the Lord helps us. In verse thirteen, the Bible said that, and when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk. At even he went out to lie. On his bed with the servants of his lord, but went not down to his house. David gave Uriah food and drink and made him dr- drunk. Yet he resisted going down to his house. Uriah had made up his mind, and I perceived God wanted to s- save him too. David was doing his best to cover his tracks, but we see God is in charge. He rules over the affairs of men. David had planned out how he will escape. Escape, but this time there was no escape route. People can do things, but when God arises, no matter how they scheme, God will frustrate them. Now, secondly, God knows how to protect his own. Now, this was evil. David had com- committed adultery and was going to bring up a lie. If Uriah had gone home and slept with his wife, that sin would have been covered for many more years possibly but god didn't want that now at this point david should have owned up and restituted apologized confessed humility is a virtue it's not easy but it pays pride will make one to sin and cover it up refuse to accept his wrong which will only make the problem more worse god was protecting uriah who didn't even know the setup going on Again, we need to beware of wine. The influence can make one do what he will not do ordinarily. You can. There are so many passages in the Bible that lend credence to this. You can read uh, Proverbs twenty verse one, Ephesians five eighteen, Proverbs three, um, uh, Proverbs thirty one verse four, Isaiah five twenty two, First Timothy three verse three. There's so many passages that talk about this. Okay, if you read the book of Proverbs. 20 verse 20 verse 1 it says wine is a mocker strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise the book of Proverbs 31 Proverbs 31 verse verse 4 it is not for kings all them well it is not for kings to drink wine. 
nor for princes to strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. The sixth, give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. It is not for kings, the Bible says here, O Lenwa, it is not for kings to drink wine, not for princes to drink um, strong drink. The Bible says, Okay, verse 14 and 15 of Second Samuel chapter 11. David sent a letter to Joab through Uriah his servant for his death. No one was watching, only David knew what his plans were and what he was doing. Even Uriah, who carried his death penalty himself, didn't know. Of course, he couldn't fight for himself, but the all-seeing eye of Jehovah, the all-knowing God, the omnipresent, the omniscient, the omnipotent soul, knew and took notice of it. Later, the Uriah knew he would never see his lovely wife again. Joab got the message and acted accordingly. The heart of man is deceitful, the Bible says. It is desperately wicked. That is the book of Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. What did Uriah do to David to deserve such treatment? Death. But because David had gone behind him to lie with his wife and she was pregnant, he wanted to cover his tracks. Even if it means killing an innocent man. We live in a wicked world. If the world could kill Jesus Christ, the one God sent to save it, how much more anyone? We need to be careful. Jesus said we should be wise as serpents and harmless as though. Matthew 10, 16. We are to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. We also see David, he didn't want to be the one that killed Uriah, but he gave suggestions, he gave ideas that led to his death. There are many ways of killing people, you know, a person. It may not be by using a gun or a knife, but when you give ideas, suggestions that make that, that make the person vulnerable, that, you know, say, set him in the hottest part of the battle and retire from him. We are to be our brother's keeper. We are to be our brother's keeper. When we open each other up to attack, when we say or do things that will bring others down, we are not guilty. You know, we're not guilt-free. And that's the truth. We are to bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6 verse 2. We are to be our brother's keeper. How did David kill Uriah just because he wanted to cover up the evil he did and he had seen that Uriah was a disciplined man? He was not a man to be easily influenced. He decided to destroy him. He opened him up to attack by taking away his defenses, by causing him to be taken to the hottest part of the battle and abandoning him there. No support. Today, one can kill someone or contribute to someone's death by omission it has been said that the sins of omission is worse than the sins of commission to him that knoweth what to do 
To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. John, um, James chapter 4, verse 17. James 4, verse 17. When you, are, when, when you are in a position to support, to care for, to take care of someone, a need arises, you know, around you and you refuse to, or you choose not to do what you know you can do, it's a sin. How do we kill our brethren, our fellow brethren? Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him that ye may be smitten or die. Are we our brother's keeper? You are, so, you, know, you, know, you are somewhere and evil is being spoken against someone and you keep quiet. When you can speak and you know the truth, you will give account. Verse 17. Some others of David's servants fell too in the battle while they in the wild trying to kill Uriah. When people plan evil against someone, they do not see the whole picture, but God does. Verse 16 to 24, the deed is done. David had succeeded in eliminating Uriah, his obstacle. He was free now, right? No one knew. Well, we shall see. <laughs> Verse 27, sin is deadly. Let's look at 26 of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel eleven twenty six. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah had her husband, was there she mourned for her husband and when the morning was past david sent and fetched her to his house and she became his wife and bare him a son but the thing that david had done displeased the lord sin is deadly lust is evil it may start from one little sin and progress and grow to something bigger than you can imagine we see here from lust adultery comes in then Conceit, that's deception, the mother, then possession by deceit. David did not fear. He went and took the woman he had killed the husband. So no one was standing his way and made her one of his wives. She bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. In everything we do in life, we need to remember that we are answerable to God. And the time is coming. Sooner or later. But it will surely come. If we remember this, it will help us to be careful with our actions. The you know define the true motive of our actions. Is it to please God, or for selfish interests? David went ahead and took the wife of the man he had led to his death as his wife. He even bare him a son, meaning these things took some time. It didn't happen overnight. David must have thought no one knew. He must have thought he had won. But note the last, the, the last few words, the last verse in this chapter. It says, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. What David did displeased the Lord. Do we think about what pleases the Lord? Do we ask if what we are doing or what we are about to do will please the Lord or not. This should be the acid test or the litmus test for all our actions, our thoughts, our plans. Is it well pleasing to the Lord? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Matthew three seventeen. This is the record that the Father, the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the owner of the whole universe had concerning Jesus Christ, his son. 
his only begotten son. We are sons of God, not just children of God. What is, I mean, what is the difference? Romans 8.14 says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as are led, Romans 8 verse 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The book of John 1.12 says, for as many, say, as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the children of God. So the first step is to become a, you know, a child of God by receiving him. But when you grow, when you grow to sonship, in Romans 8.14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, do we do always those things that please God? John 8.29 has you know said about Jesus John 8 29 Jesus said and he that sent me is with me the father had not left me alone for I do always those things that please him why would the father not leave Jesus because he does always those things that please the father let pleasing God be our life's goal our life's pursuits our passion if this becomes our life's goal, our life's pursuit, you and I will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. From today, my prayer is that God will let this consciousness be in me, be in us. Before you do or say anything, ask yourself with this thing, please the Lord. Romans 8 verse 1, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Do you see that the great do you see the great danger in being in the flesh? Do you see why we must reckon ourselves dead to sin? Romans 6, verses 2, 13, Galatians 2, 20, and Galatians 5, 24. We cannot please God if we remain in the flesh. We need to run from the flesh. Now, it does not matter what I think or how I feel. Will this thing please the Lord? That's what matters. That's what matters. Will you please the Lord? Pleasing the Lord should be our you know our life's goal. Psalm 69 verse 31 praising him with a song and magnifying him with thanksgiving more than an ox or bullock that had horns and hooves. This is what pleases the Lord. Proverbs 16 verse 7 when the man's way pleases the Lord he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now the word of God has so much to say about this topic pleasing the Lord. Maybe one of these days we're going to look at it what it means to please the Lord, what are hindrances to pleasing the Lord, and how and what and what do we need to please the Lord. But then just briefly, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll summarize by saying that what will stop us from pleasing the Lord, one is flesh, Romans 8 verse 8. They that in the flesh cannot please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So unbelief, lack of faith will stop you from pleasing God. And three, being a man pleaser to the detriment of pleasing God. Galatians 1 verse 10 says we are God's servants. Okay, Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. Let's read it together. It says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. If you want to be a man pleaser, 
if you want to dance to the tune of humans, if you want the praise of men, you will you will find it difficult to please God. All right, we are God's servants. We are accountable to God. We will give account, and there is a reward. All right, um, the Bible says that what are, you know what else. What you know? What what do we need to please God? The snap one known to pleasing God. The requirements: one is to walk in the Spirit, as we have seen; two is faith, Hebrews eleven; another is the Word of God, Isaiah fifty five verse eleven, Isaiah fifty five verse eleven, Isaiah fifty five verse eleven. It says, verse eleven. So, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall never return unto me void, but shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to ascend it. Holding God's word in your heart, hiding God's word in your heart, treasuring God's word in your heart, taking heed to God's word, magnifying God's word above self or human ideas and opinions, and declaring God's word. Hallelujah. We're going to stop here today, and we'll trust the Lord to help us. Even as we go into the next chapter, Second Samuel chapter twelve, to find out what you know, you know the you know what happened, because you know for, from what we see here, let us pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time we have had to share your word together. It's a privilege. It's a blessing. Thank you for speaking to us about pleasing you. Thank you for all you brought to our understanding today. Holy Spirit, the entrance of your word bring a light and understanding. Father, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to live according to your word. Help us to live by your word. Help us. The entrance of your word bring a light and understanding. Holy Spirit of God, break the chains of of unbelief, the chains of, of Lord, everything that the enemy has put in place to stop us from pleasing you, to stop us from living according to your precepts and your plan and your program for our lives. We dedicate ourselves to you. We submit to the Lordship of Jesus. We, Lord, we, we, Lord, we, we give you our lives again. We, we, we surrender our lives to you. We commit our lives to you. Holy Spirit, take control. Be the Lord of our lives. We submit to you, Holy Spirit. Help us like Jesus that we will do always those things that please you. Let this be our life's goal, our passion, our commitment, our pursuit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Recover our spirit, soul, and body with the blood of Jesus. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.